Do you still remember what your first MySpace song was? Or maybe your first AIM screen name? How about the names of your old Facebook albums where you'd upload, give or take 200 pictures from one night out? Do you remember Rugrats and Hey Arnold, Ringback Tones, the first CD or tape cassette that you bought? If you obsess about all of these very important existential questions, then the Nostalgia Podcast is for you. I'm Nicole, host of Nostalgia, where we have deep conversations about superficial things. If you like the pod and want to join us as we unlock major core memories, please subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I really, really appreciate your support as the show grows. We also have a weekly newsletter with pop culture news, playlists, time capsules, trivia, and more. It's at nostalgia.substack.com. I am so glad you're here and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Nostalgia. I am very excited today because Janine is here with me today from Retro Avocado. I'm sure you've seen her videos documenting just all of the incredible memories. I especially love the ones where you have all of the makeup trends just on point. The accuracy is always there and it just Thank really you. brings, yeah, it just really brings us back and you know, the purpose of this podcast is really to bring people together and make them feel like a part of something. And the content that you create truly, truly does that. So thanks for being here. Aw, thank you. What a what a warm welcome. Yeah, it's I, I, I really appreciate that you say the makeup's accurate because I'm like a freak about that. <laughs> that's like, I guess that's like my my angle on it that I feel like sometimes similar people maybe not, not focus on. Like I just obsess on it. So that you said that. That makes me happy. Thank you. Because all yeah. my effort is not wasted. <laughs> of course. I even just said the other day, the way that you can tell if something is truly accurate when we're looking back to the early 2000s is the eyebrows. I'm like, mine are still growing back oh my from gosh. 20 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you get the ideas for your videos? Do Are they inspired by things that happen to you in your personal life? Or do you take a look at some of the trends that have come back around? It's kind of a mix of everything. Um, when growing up, like I was very much into pop culture, first of all. And I've always just been into pop culture and just kind of being really in tune with it my whole life if that makes sense so mm -hmm. it's easy because of that like if I listen to a certain song from back in the day like it will spark all kinds of memories for me so some and I listen to a lot of like 90s and 2000s pop and I've always been into like pop music so it that spurs a whole lot like if I just have a playlist like I will just start thinking of ideas because I'll be like oh yeah I remember when I was driving to this party and this song was playing. So a lot of it really is tied to the music for me. Like, it's just so funny. Like I, I could literally tell you a story of like every song and, and I love that. Like, that's my, that's why I love nostalgia is just being able to transport you. Like, it's like the closest thing we have to time travel, you know? And, and I love the concept of time travel. Like I, <laughs> I just, like I'd be the first in line if they made a time travel machine, just because I don't know why it, it's just, fun to me um and to and I love I was always into magazines growing up um and TRL and music videos so I think music videos 
are a really important piece of media for me to gain inspiration from because I will say like if you want to know what the most cutting edge trends of any time is look at the music videos of that time and it's going to be the most like saturated most trendy thing it's not always what every single everyday person wore but it's what people aspired to be and so sometimes my videos are very much like aspirational of what maybe I aspire to because like if I look at pictures of me in real life during that time like <laughs> first of all I grew up in a conservative home like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of this stuff so part of it is too is like getting to like live my Y2K dreams of like just the different things I wasn't able to wear um but yeah I hope that explains it yeah, absolutely. And I love that kind of idea of time travel too. And we can really just see like the thread of continuity past, present, and even future. I love talking about the future too. And mm -hmm. even just how people dress, how they wear their makeup, how they present themselves. It, it speaks so much because no matter what the cultural zeitgeist, no matter like what's going on in the moment, those same themes of identity and sense of belonging, they're always the same. We're always kind of asking those existential questions, especially as youth too. And then again, when the trend cycle repeats, you're kind of asking yourself those same questions, but now through a right. different lens of like, I'm an adult now, maybe mm -hmm. this is a way that I want to dress or I want to explore or get a different haircut or something. And so that kind of curiosity mm -hmm. and looking to pop culture to be like, how do I want to present myself? Maybe when you're younger, that kind of manifests of like, how do I want to fit in or what kind of trend or in nowadays, I guess, like micro trend or aesthetic, like what right. do I want to try out today? It's a fun way to reinvent yourself. And I'm just mm. like, I'm like a typical, like if you're into astro astrology, like I'm sag yes. double Sagittarius, sun and moon. Wow. And I- I get tired of things like like this, right? So like I've always been like that. Like I will jump on every trend and then get sick of it, move on to the next. I change aesthetics very quickly. Like I it's so hard to pinpoint like like just based on my mood. So like that's why I love like pop culture and trends to like give you inspiration of of new things and and ways to reinvent. And now that everything's coming back, it's yeah, it's like reinventing the wheel, but it has a different you know, a modern trend, uh, modern um, take on it, especially like being 33 years old. But I also don't really care. Like some people are like, well, you know, when you're 30, it's like, you, you know, you can't be dressing like this or whatever. And, like people will leave like just stupid comments. And like, you know, who says? It literally doesn't matter. Like we're on a spinning rock through space and like life is so hard and mundane. Like why can't I just wear butterfly clips if I want to, if this makes me happy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't care that I'm 33 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the one thing I love about like also where I live because I live in New York city. So it's like, you're encouraged to really express yourself, I think. And I love that. But even like growing up in a small town, like I literally went to a high school with one red light and I was still into like the same stuff. Like I would go to the thrift stores and wear like eighties, prom dresses to class like it's 7 a.m trick class like I literally would show up people thought I was when I tell you like they thought I was on drugs like I'm not even kidding like I was they thought I was crazy but that's how I wanted to express myself you know <laughs> so mm -hmm. um and I was always exploring like the vintage trends even you know I guess that was the 2000s so 80s was you know you know I don't like to think so hard about this but it's like the 80s were as far away from then as the 2000s are <laughs> to us now 
Yes, like someone about that. <laughs> someone had said, okay, you know how in Mean Girls, and she's like, oh yeah, this skirt was um, vintage. It was my mom's in the eighties. Now that's like someone saying this was my mom's in the two thousands, and I was like, that's a little right. crazy. But I do love exploring the concept of nostalgia, or as I like to call it, nostalgia the remix, where it's like yeah. you have this longing, this excitement about a time period that you weren't there for. So for me, that's mm. definitely the seventies. You love the eighties. And now we see it with teenagers about the two thousands. So I think right. it's interesting. Cause it's like, you can cherry pick whatever you want and it doesn't have any kind of, because you're removed from that zeitgeist. Now it is none of the implications of actually living in that time. And Right. You know, you can kind of look at it both ways, right? You can be like, well, you can't just pick the things that you want and leave everything else. And then on the other hand, it's like, you kind of can. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah. Because fashion and makeup and trends, like, like, vis like, you know, just those sort of things that you wear. I'm not making a political statement <laughs> with my mm -hmm. eyeshadow. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I think you can separate that. And, but I think it's, you know, you don't want to be ignorant to things like i love the 1920s aesthetic obviously <laughs> obviously we've progressed as society with, <laughs> just because i love like i love like um flapper era like parties like gatsby parties like i'm obsessed with that era like i swear my past life i was like in that era i don't know mm -hmm. but um but yeah i mean it's like duh people like well the great depression like come right after like yeah i get that but you can still be like wow the roaring 20s like what a vibe that was like mm -hmm. can you imagine like being in new york city during the roaring 20s that was probably so fun and i love just the styles of that area but it doesn't mean that i'm like i really wish i could live then and then go through the great depression <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like it's just fun like people definitely take things too deeply it's like you know it's not that deep sometimes it yeah. really is frivolous and it's fashion and music and there's obviously like you there's a lot of things tied to that politically and society, you know, but it doesn't always have to be that. Like you can just have fun and, and be like, I want to wear this because it makes it's fun. And it makes me feel happy. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. I always talk about examining the past through a contemporary lens because it's like, if you lived through it, you don't need to examine it. You lived it. And now if we're able to look back at things critically, it's just because our society has progressed since and we can acknowledge the fact that like things were different and that's okay. And if anything, even if styles from 20 years ago are popular now, still in 20 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, no, 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 the 2020s was totally different than the 2000s, not just in right. the style of clothes, but like we are defining an era right now. It's just we can't see it because we're in it. Right. But I think these days things, trends are happening so much faster. These trends are regurgitating that I feel like you actually can see things where you are a lot quicker than you used to be able to. For example, like if I think about like COVID, like 2020 and like the trends that were around, like there was very specific trends that we've even grown out of since then. And as I follow a lot of fashion people on TikTok and stuff, and they've talked about it. And it's just wild to me because these trends are just going so fast mm -hmm. um, that, you know, there are even just these little things that you can already start picking up on that. And I think just the internet and the prevalence, like, you know, of social media and people, things get so oversaturated so fast. 
that's what happens i think it's like you just see like i was seeing everybody in these same like cardigans with the fuzzy like collars like mm-hmm. that was the hot thing and now it's like okay this is passe like <laughs> yeah like, it's just kind of interesting but like i i love to participate in them because it's like i love when i can sense like this is going to be like a trend that you can look back on this is going to define this era but um yeah it, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens but i do think because there's so many things going on at the same time, it's such a hodgepodge too. So like, I'm curious to see what the things really are that stand out. I think I can start sort of tell, but like, you're not going to really know until we're, you know, a lot older. Right. (laughs) What is, whether from it's the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands, what's one trend or fashion item that you absolutely loved. And then one that you would just leave in that time era forever. Um, one that I loved, I love a lot of, a lot of these trends, especially of the Y2K era nineties. Like I love like the chokers trend and I loved, um, like the sort of shimmery frostiness I think was really fun. Like that makeup that was so popular. Um, I loved that maybe not as much the super thin eyebrows. Although I do think that super thick eyebrows are overrated. Like I actually keep mine on the thinner side because I feel like it works better for me. Mm. Um, so I think in some cases I, I like it. I actually like like that. I had kind of chunky highlights at one point and that was fun. Um, what else? Butterfly clips. I just, I've always loved butterfly clips. I think those are just such a fun, I, I love hair accessories. Like that whole era where you had all, everybody was always wearing like these clips. And I've, that's one thing I've really gravitated onto and I collect fun hair clips Mm -hmm. and it's just such a fun way to like inject it's just pizzazz you know (laughs) into your hair um especially like I'm always having some kind of bangs it was like a great way so I love that trend uh things that I could do without are probably like the dresses over pants trend I just really (laughs) don't think that's gonna come back and I hope it doesn't and if it does so help me god because that's a mess like Mm -hmm. that that trend like I was really I'm really not a fan of I don't think I ever even back then was like super into that um you know some people are like up in arms about like really low low rise and like I don't think the extreme low rise needs to come back but you know I think there's some validity to low rise actually I would say that's something that I kind of like because I have a very short torso like is as in no torso basically Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and I've noticed that you know, I've been wearing these high waist because this has been the trend for for the past few years, right? All these high waist stuff. And then I'm like looking at myself like, this is really not that flattering on me. And I bought some lower rise jeans that have come out from American Eagle. And I was shook because it was so flattering on me. And now they're not the extreme low rise that you remember back in the day. But it was like, wow, I look like I actually have a torso. I forgot that (laughs) this is flattering on me. But it's not for everyone, you know. And I think that's the beauty of today is that even though we have these trends coming back, it's not going to be the standard, you know. We have options. And, like, that's the beauty of it today is, like, you don't want to wear the low rise if they come back because they are coming back because – I went to, I did the shopping mall haul video with Jenna. Yeah. No. And we were shook because all these stores we were going into, like the trendy stores, it was just felt like a time warp. I mean, Paul Frank, mm-hmm. uh, like, they had like the low rise pleated miniskirts, like all of that was, was back. And I remember I tried on an outfit. I was like, oh, this would be fun just to try on for the video. But it was so cute that I bought it. 
and I like wear it. it's like a mini skirt squirt like denim and it's just was like so crazy to me um so anyway I I'm here for kind of lower rise but not extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Jenna's a friend of mine. She was actually my very first guest on Nostalgia. Oh, nice. Yeah, and when I first, you guys went to Garage, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the first time I went in that store, I was also shook. I was just looking around and being like, "This is this is it." They went it's into like our closet, took the exact item, and just and cut up a few more. It was it was too accurate and I was kind of freaking out and I was by myself and I'm calling my sister being like you're not gonna believe this store she's like wait you're not buying anything from there are you and I ended up trying on a top just you know all of the halter tops where Mm -hmm. they would have uh not a built-in some had built-in bras but it was just like where it had a seam right under the bust Mm -hmm. and so I tried it on and the seam was like up here and I was like oh my god wait I've I have a woman's body now right yeah there are some things trust me when I say I feel that hard like I was like because me and Jenna have very different body types (laughs) so I was like girl you try this on but like I know these things are not gonna fit in that top it's just no way (laughs) yeah back then I was like I had nothing going on Uh. at that time so yeah it we do have different bodies, so that's something to keep in mind if you're gonna go. Um, yeah, that's so funny. I know exactly what those tops you're talking about, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I couldn't pull those off anymore. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Forever Twenty One too. Like it was insane how much stuff there was that felt like exact replicas, not just inspired by, not just. It, it felt like an exact replica, and like that was what was so crazy. It just was not inspired. It was just literally like dead. It could have been dead stock. And that's what a lot of people commented. They were like, this literally feels like they're like, well, time to pull out this old stuff <laughs> I know. that never sold or something. It was it was very surreal. I was like, well, this is great for this video that we're planning on shooting today. But it was like, really, what? What is this? Yeah. Do you still, because Jenna actually has a lot of her old, like, actual mm, artifacts yeah. and relics. Do you have things from back in the day? I don't. <laughs> I actually don't have barely anything. Yeah, I don't and it's either. super sad. The only things are just a very few items, not like from the later 2000s. Like I still have my digital camera that I used mm. from 2006 on- onward. I do still have that. It doesn't really work, but I have it and I use it as a prop all the time. And I, I used to put little stickers on it. I have the same stickers still on it. And I have some old phones mm. that I kept. And I don't know why I kept them. I was like, maybe one day, like, uh, I just think these are cool. Like the little slide, it was like the LG rumor, but this was the later 2000s. Um, I wish I would have kept, I had a Nokia brick with pink Hawaiian flowers. That was my very first cell phone ever that I got in 2004, maybe or five. And I had to beg my parents because I was like, well, I'm driving to high school now. So I need a phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I would play snake on it all the time. Those were the days I'd actually had any AOL instant messenger on the Nokia phone on the black and green screen. But what I did not know was that it charged you every time you sent an IM like a text. And this was in the day of there's no unlimited text or talk. Mm-hmm. This is you pay per like you, it was something crazy, like 200 texts per month on a plan. My parents were like cheapskates. So we got the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally remember making like I got in trouble so many times because I went so over because I was like doing the AL instant message on my phone 
like hundreds of dollars of overage bills. They were so mad at me. Got me in trouble. We didn't so kids know. these days have it easy. I know. They have it easy. We didn't know too. <laughs> like if you went to go send a message on your phone, like you wouldn't think, oh, is this going to cost me X amount of dollars? Right. It was just like, well, I don't know. Now I have this thing and like I can talk to my friend. Like that was the part that we were kind of hung up on. The fact that this, I mean- not that this technology existed because we didn't we never know that we need technology we don't need technology until we can't live without it right. it's the tech enabled experience what's the experience we want to be able to talk to our friends i think that the there's a very small subset of millennials who were tweens to early teenagers in the mid 2000s because mm -hmm. what whether you were a person starting to drive and you needed a cell phone like these are the two main reasons you need a cell phone one because you started driving or two because uh I think I got mine in 2004 and I was 14 because I was going to the mall with my friends. And so right. my mom had to know when to come and pick me up. So it was like, whether you're going to mall, the mall or you're going to school, you have to have this cell phone. I had a Virgin Mobile brick. And when my parents moved out of the house, when was that? Three years ago, I got rid of a bunch of my old cell phones and mm -hmm. I still kick myself for it. And my sister actually kept two of hers uh, both were LG flip phones and one, right. I had the same one. It was pink and sparkly. And then my sister's was white with just pink hearts on it. So I still have that. So she's like, you can have my, you know, cell phone from when I was 12 years oh, old. I'm that. like, thank you. It doesn't work. I can't <laughs> charge it, but I have it. And Right. I don't even know why. I guess in the moment I thought, what am I ever going to use these phones for? But now as we use them as props and yeah, I know. relics. Yeah, I know. I've bought things. See, I go on eBay and I'll buy, like I bought an iPod shuffle. <gasps> I bought hit clips. I oh. bought the hair. I bought the Haragami like, like <laughs> from eBay. And I remember I did a video on YouTube, like trying to use it back when I had like really long hair. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to use. And it was like these things, like I never got to buy it. Like my mom never got to, like, no, you know, it's too expensive. Cause back then it was like, whatever, $20 for like a little basically slap bracelet mm -hmm. covered in velvet is all that is. That's all it is. It's literally a slap bracelet <laughs> covered in velvet essentially. Um, but you know, it's clever marketing for that. But, Seriously. Yeah, I wish I would have kept. Uh, I wish I would have kept because the thing is I had a lot more, but then my parents moved. Mm -hmm, they moved from right. Georgia to Florida. And in that process of that move, they had to get rid of, a, get rid of a lot of stuff. And my mom did hoard like so many things. Like she literally had school assignments that I did when I was in first grade. And that was a trip. Mm -hmm. We had to do like a journal every day and write. And I, I, she kept all of that. And it was fun to read through like before they moved. I mean, this had to have been like 90, 1995, I guess. I mean, really old school stuff and but some of it I was like do you really need to keep my report cards from first grade I don't right, think so <laughs> right um but yeah I I wish there was more to, to I'm jealous of all the people I that still have all their old stuff but I do have a lot of thrift stores near me and I love to just go thrift shopping and uh just kind of get what inspires me i'll be like oh yeah this would be great for a video or whatever yeah. and then sometimes i'll wear it just for fun but 
most of the time it sits in my like costume closet. Yeah, I know. I have very few things as well because I'm like, why would I ever need this? But something that I still do have is a my second grade journal and my favorite entry. It was actually two entries over two days where the first day I was very concerned because Katie, my Tamagotchi, had passed away and I was really upset and then it's I drew you would have to write a little journal entry and then draw an accompanying picture yeah so that's what we had yeah so I drew the Tamagotchi and I drew the dog like crying I'm like this is so sad for me but then the next day it was like hey journal remember when I wrote in you yesterday that my Tamagotchi died actually she I think she was sick and she had a baby and now she's fine and I was like, Aww. oh my God, a success story that, that turned around for the better. Thank goodness. But even just like being able to look back at that, see the kind of genuine joy and enthusiasm that you had for things. And I know that we both do this still where it's like, we channel that enthusiasm and joy into everything that we do now, whether that Mm -hmm. means that we are wearing butterfly clips or watching some old music videos that we love or making playlists. I think it's just a great way to stay in touch with that. Do you have any Mm -hmm. music videos that you remember being like, this is like life changing for me? Yeah. One of the top ones is Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. I love everything about that back then like uh, just that sort of like futuristic spacey space vibe like I remember when that came out on TRL like I was shook like I was definitely obsessed with her um pretty much all Britney Spears stuff (laughs) first she's one of my like top top people I really loved um the group dream Mm -hmm. and like their stuff was all the Disney stars you know the stuff they came out with um Mandy Moore candy with the the green little beetle and her kind of awkward dance moves mm-hmm. but like I loved her hair in that and I still do like she has a specific hairstyle that's like the most Y2K hairstyle like of all time mm-hmm. it's like zigzag slick with the pigtails with the spikes and like the ends are so straight and I'm like I don't remember how I got like I don't think I ever did it I never perfected that but um because I've tried to like recreate that I, I guess you just have to really flat iron and like freeze spray it or something mm-hmm. but I, I haven't perfected that it's but it's funny because that's like a trend now like i'll literally see like celebrities on the red carpet wearing their hair like that and it's just funny to me um like you know like especially the younger set like i'll see like olivia rodrigo like she 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 really captures that era as far as like the reinvented era pretty well mm-hmm. and it's just it's cute i'm like i like it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I remember that hairstyle, and she also had one, Mandy Moore, where it was flipped out at the bottom, Mm -hmm. and so when I was young, it really wasn't until 2020 where I I now have short hair, but my whole life, my hair was long, long, like down to my hips. I couldn't even do the harigami because I had too much hair, and so Uh you couldn't fit it on one hairigami. Yeah. So I I don't think I had two. I think I only had one. So you could only do like half up kind of styles. And then I'm like, mm. but I don't want. I want a whole, 
you know, beautiful bun where it looks like a, a zigzag shape or an S. Yeah, it's like a spiral yeah. S. I yeah, want a spiral. Like the serpentine. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I want that. And I couldn't do it. But I remember also seeing in the S Club 7 Never Had a Dream Come True music video, Rachel's hair is like that too, where she had shoulder length hair that flipped out at the bottom. And I said to my mom, mom. I need to do my hair like that. And she's like, you can't. I'm like, why? And she's like, cause you have long hair. You need to have short hair to be able to do that. And I'm like, that makes no sense. She's like, no, you can't <laughs> flip out your hair yeah. at your That's hips. So funny. Yeah. And she's like, well, you're just going to have to cut your hair. And I was like, never. So I was like, oh, well, that's just something that had to be in my aspirational column that I never achieved. Now it's like I, I sleep on my hair the wrong way and it looks like that. I'm like, wow, 12 year old me (laughs) would have loved this look. Yeah. I remember being obsessed with the flip out and I did cut my, I was like really into like the bobs, like when I was a preteen, like I had like the bob and I would like turn down the middle and put the clips. Um, and yeah, I kind of had shorter hair for quite a while until like high school. And then I let it grow like really, really long. And then I cut it off again. Like I go and I've still done that like my whole life. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> last year I did. That's what I, I had grown it all the way down here. And then I did a chin length bob. Um, but yeah, it's definitely easier. I feel like that area is very conducive for a shorter like shoulder length hair and layers. A lot of layers. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really layered cut I got recently. And I was like, I want kind of like a modern Rachel and like that was really fun because it just I could do the blowout with it and it was like bouncy <laughs> all these layers. It was it was fun to have. Yeah. What is what is just like we did with the trends, what's one haircut that you love and then one haircut that you're like, okay, people don't we're not doing this anymore. From back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I guess for the ones I love, like yeah, I love like we were just talking about like that that sort of the layers like I remember there's a specific cut where it's like it's curled in and then the bottom is out you know what I'm talking Mm. about it's like curled in it's like a bob but then the under layer flips out so it's like a combo I guess that's kind of like the Rachel sort of um I was obsessed with that um there's one cut that like I'm not a huge fan of that was really popular in that era especially in the more in the 90s and I I see it because I've been watching a lot of these 90s movies and it's like almost like a long pixie where it's kind of like I don't know it's like a pixie but longer and not quite a bob it's like in between that's not really my favorite (laughs) um and I remember I actually Mm -hmm. got a cut and I wanted more of a bob and they uh they cut it like that when I was like 12 it was too short and I remember crying (laughs) for days because I was, I was like, I look like a boy. I look like a boy. I was so upset. But I think I asked for, you know, I was like, I asked for something like that. And they gave it to me. But I I didn't quite, like, understand. So I think I'm, like, triggered by that haircut now. And so when I see it, I'm like, I remember when I got this cut and I hated it. Yeah. When you watch 90s movies, are they ones that you're rewatching, Or do you also like to watch older movies that you didn't get to see when you were younger and now you're watching for the first time as an adult it's kind of both so like I have some that are like comfort movies like Legally Blonde is definitely a comfort Mm. movie um I've seen that many times but I because I've been doing a lot of podcasts where it's like 
rewatching videos or like doing discussions on not videos movies mm-hmm. and like recently i rewatched um or actually it's not really rewatched because i didn't watch it back then i missed a lot of movies back then especially in the 90s because again i grew up in a conservative home like we just weren't allowed to watch a lot of stuff and then you just kind of miss the boat and, and it just goes by you so anyway so like i watched dude where's my car the other day um and that was wild to watch it in today's lens mm-hmm. you know it's like that's when i watched can't hardly mm-hmm. wait which i had never actually seen um but it's that one had was great for watching like the 90s trend because it's like at a house party vibe so it was really fun to to kind of uh, analyze like I'm always like analyzing all yeah the, the hair and makeup and costume which comes in handy because um, I actually got a gig do, being a stylist for a music video and I did it this past weekend wow congrats um, for thanks it was it's for an emo <gasps> band called the early November oh my god <laughs> and so I don't know how much detail I can like give out about it but um, it's coming out relatively soon. And anyway, so they did a scene where it was like set in 2002. That was like the theme of their video. And I was like, if y'all need help, because we're like mutuals. And I was like, if you need help, like, I'm in the area. <laughs> They're like, actually, yeah. So that was so fun. I'd love to do more of that. Putting that out into the universe right now. Yes. Um, because the the majority of people were young. They were like 18 to 22. They don't, they only understand the rehashed version you know like of y2k era so um kind of doing research of especially like people that would go to a show like that like at a house party it's like a little different than your like prim and proper y2k princess pair mm-hmm. you know vibes it's different it's like warp tour um so it was like really fun like that i love doing stuff like that and and just like every person and like telling them what to wear and kind of doing their hair and um getting to getting to do all the boys hair was fun because the styles are so different than they are today like all these like guys with long hair they're pushing it out of their face right it's like if you see a guy with long hair it's not like in their face like mm. it was and so i'm like all right taking the la looks hair gel and pulling it down yeah <laughs> given the swoop and they're like oh man this is so weird it's so fun to do that. Um, yeah, yeah that sounds amazing. I'm actually glad that you brought that up because something that I think about all the time is that how I would, we're just, we're manifesting things today and putting them out in the universe. I would love to be yes. in an emo music video because I I was definitely a punk rock princess and um, mm-hmm. what did I call it? Kind of like a a pink punk kind of thing where it's like okay yeah. I'm mostly dressed in Delia's and I could rock some Hollister and Abercrombie like I didn't present on the surface level as someone who's like oh that they're goth or they're emo or they're scene whatever um but I love the music like like you said earlier music is huge it's, it's right. like the most important piece for well music and fashion too and that whole the whole idea of it being able to express yourself through fashion. Like that's ultimately why I pursued a career in fashion was because it allowed you to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But in loving music videos so much, a friend of mine from high school was in the check. Yes, Juliet music video. And I was like, that's iconic. And so I was telling my, or talking to my sister about it. I couldn't have been telling because that would have been requiring me 
to have been telling her for the first time. And I've definitely told her that like 50 times. She's like, oh, well, one of my friends was, um, hmm, she was in something. Let me find out and tell you. She was in an all-time low music video. I'm like, get oh away from me. And both of these were in like 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling a third friend about those two first music videos. She's, she goes, yeah, I was in a Taking Back Sunday music video. I'm like, all of you people, oh get away from me, okay? <laughs> get away from me. Don't be telling me this unless you – I mean, you know what? I'm happy for you. I No, I am happy for you. <laughs> but – so I'm going to live vicariously through you. But I I would have loved to have been in one of those music videos in the 2000s. Right? So if we can't make it happen 20 years ago or 15 years ago, it can be now. It can just be now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I loved all – I kind of similarly to you, like I didn't present – outwardly as much but I, I was really into taking back Sunday and like all like something corporate and then Jack's mm-hmm. mannequin like that whole vibe is like so like re- deep nostalgia for me and it's like if I'm just in a melancholy mood and I just want to feel sad for no reason and like not in a sad sad way but like in a sad longing mood like that's the music that I play because it's just like I don't know it, obviously like that's the vibe I mean of it and it because it it was so great to be a teen during that when that was popular because I felt like that so catered to like just teenage drama vibes and like how dramatic and how overwhelming the everything felt and relationship drama back then. It's like, I don't, I don't feel like music today, like for teens today, it just doesn't have the same energy like in that genre. Like that genre is not, I guess it's starting to come back a little bit, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it just is not the same. Like, it just captured so perfectly, like, teenage angst. So to be a teen during the prime of all that was was really great, I think. Just so many times staring out the window, you know, <laughs> listening to your so lost. Yes. <laughs> and, and it didn't help that I always, like, dated. I was, like, a serial dater my whole life and I always dated like the emo <laughs> boys too and I they turned me on to a lot of good music that's the one thing a lot of emotional trauma and emotional damage but the music <laughs> and that's kind of always been a thing I've always always was with people that had great taste mm-hmm. in music that and like introduced me to a lot of stuff <laughs> even though it was emotionally yeah. toxic they can go the, the music can stay Yes. So I'm grateful for that. There's a reason Mm -hmm. for everything, you know? Yeah. It's funny. I was actually just (laughs) this morning contemplating on if I want to buy, because Andrew McMahon and Dashboard Confessional are going on tour this summer. And yeah, yeah, I'm like, should should I buy a VIP meet and greet ticket? I'm like, yeah, probably. (laughs) I saw Andrew McMahon somewhat recently, a few years ago. He was at Music Man Town back when I lived in Atlanta. And it was like a spiritual experience Beautiful. Like. I had never seen him live. I didn't get to go to a lot of concerts mm. back in the heyday because, again, like conservative family, I just, it just didn't. I didn't have the money. Like I just, it just wasn't really a thing that happened. <laughs> I lived in a small town. Anyway, so I think I've made up for that. Like I, there's so many acts I've seen like in my mm. later years that like I would have loved to have seen back then. You know, um, so that's awesome. Like everybody's doing these comeback tours. And yeah, <laughs> he, it's amazing. So yes, I say go for he it. even said in an interview. Because I'm the kind of person who goes on setlist.fm and looks up all the set lists in advance. So I make sure I know every mm-hmm. single song they're playing. But in an interview with them, he said how he really wants to have that nostalgia 
I think he said the, a nostalgia bend, you know, and be able to mm. play the songs that people listened to in their cars when they were teenagers. I'm like, oh man, that's me. That's oh, wow. that's it. It's gonna wreck <laughs> yeah. me. It, you better record when he plays Constantine, <laughs> yeah. and then just just the whole whatever yeah, like, right. ten minutes long yeah. it is. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much so for good. being here. This absolutely flew by. And we'll see you next week. Bye. All right.